1: Hey guys, this is Mike Vidano and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, and alongside my brother James, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Use that promo code THPN the next time you are there. Dallas Stars win by a final score of 5-2 to two tonight over the San Jose Sharks. They get a little bit of retribution uh, due to the game they had in November where they got beat by the San Jose Sharks. But, James, what are your initial thoughts after tonight's game?
2: I mean, we got to the end of the game, and we won. That's about all I can say for it. We, we had some great great special teams and that's all it took and that's something that we didn't see hardly anything of in the first meeting with these two teams
1: and before we get any further we we need to acknowledge the uh unfortunate news that was mentioned several times in the Dallas Stars broadcast tonight but unfortunately the Dallas Stars lost a member of their family with the passing of Mr. Don Whittacombe who was the security officer who was always right there in front of the Stars locker room was very well-known for his fist bumps. I mean, he was even so well-known that Mike Medano had a tribute to him earlier in the in earlier in the day today. Um, I don't want to say shout-out. That's not the right words. But I guess condolences to him, to his family, and obviously with the courage that he displayed with his 10-year battle with cancer. Nonetheless, the Stars do get the win for him tonight, and it was really touching. Jamie Benn actually gave a fist bump where Don would have stood, and they had a little memorial right then to him. So anyways, uh, getting into this game, right off the bat, it was Dallas going through, and I honestly thought that throughout the first period that San Jose was the better team, James. What did you think?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and especially the early parts of the first. It was very much shifted towards San Jose's side
1: so there wasn't much to talk about in the first two and a half minutes other than the fact that a puck trickled through ottinger but it didn't go behind him which is very thankful uh reimer would make a save on a redirect shot and then a dallas turnover led to extended d zone time for the stars and they were having a really hard time getting through the neutral zone in this game and thankfully special teams kind of saved them tonight but Anyways, at 1445 of the first period, Barabanov scores on one that Ottinger probably wants back. Uh, what did you think of that particular play, James?
2: Yeah, the pass was a great pass. Hakenpah probably could have broken it up if he was about two inches shorter, but he, he overshoots the pass. It goes between him and his stick, and the the dude just whiffs a little on his shot, and it fools Otter enough and beats him 5 full. I mean... Those are ones that yeah, you want back, but at the same time, it's like the dude missed a shot and it went in. It just happens sometimes.
1: So early in the first period, San Jose takes a one, nothing lead. And of course the worst thing that you could possibly do is go on the penalty kill, which is a, of course exactly what Dallas does. And Lunquist gets the penalty for tripping on Barabanov, which by the way, that was like a, a joke throughout tonight's game was Barabanov is everywhere. Um, Anyway, at this point, the shots are 5-2, to two, San Jose, and San Jose is the better team through the first 10 minutes of this game. At 1154, Otter had a really good save off of a rush, and Dallas PK does its job. It kills the penalty. And I just wrote, Dallas hasn't been good. But Dallas will go on the power play at 1039. Bear bent off. again, there he is again. He takes a high-sticking call on Sagan, and poor Sagan. He, he continues right. to get abused. <laughs> I, I mean, no, it, he, it's like... there was. Is-
2: There was even another one later in the game that didn't get called where he gets like hit up high. It's it's just, it's all the time. At least he's getting it called sometimes now though. Cause this isn't like a new thing for Sagan. This has been happening most of the season. It just wasn't getting called.
1: Yeah, but now it's been like every single game. Every single (laughs) game. It's it's, it's felt like that. And maybe it has been every single game. But anyways, uh, off of that power play, there's some good puck movement. And of course... Who else but Joe Pavelski, he gets the def- the deflection goal. Oh my gosh, who would have thought it would have been a deflection power play that goal. The-, the Dude is literally sandwiched between two players, two San Jose players, and he's still able to get a deflection on it. And so that's yeah. five straight games for the Dallas stars with the power play goal. And it does go five hole on Reimer and Reimer has no chance on it.
2: Yeah, it's just absolutely outstanding from Pavelski. It's exactly what he's done for us the past two years, and it looks like he's not slowing down anytime soon.
1: On that goal, Robertson would get a an assist, and that would be a seven-game point streak for Mr. Jason Robertson, who has been quiet, it's felt like, just because he hasn't been scoring goals, because all of his shots have been deflected. <laughs> he's got yeah, one goal and nine assists. Yeah,
2: he's yeah got I think one that goal was the fourth points. one. I think that was the fourth one off of the recent power plays that he has shot and someone else just tipped it.
1: Right after that goal, Dallas would go on the power play. It's a bench minor by San Jose for too many men on the ice. Robertson actually finally scores on an actual shot. It hits the post and it bounces off of Reimer and then Reimer kicks it into his own net. So a lot of puck luck there, not just on that yeah. particular shot, but also on the ensuing plays around Reimer in the offensive zone for the Dallas Stars. So Dallas goes up two to one, regardless of the fact that they I don't think they've been the better team in the first period. Yeah, no, but definitely
2: with Robertson there, it's 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 a lot of luck, but I don't I don't care the way he scores anymore at this point. He this is his first goal against an actual netminder in a long time. So it's it's nice to actually see him score one.
1: Yep, his first non-empty net goal in almost a month. That's that, that's crazy to think, but time. yet he's still been yeah. he's still been effective defensively and on in the assist market too. So Right after that, San Jose presses for a goal uh, because they—they, they, I'm sure they were hacked off at the fact that, you know, they just take two penalties. That's it. They just take two penalties in the first period. Dallas and cashes in on both of them. 447, Hence has a chance that goes wide off the rush. Lundquist has a one-timer. Dallas is starting to get a little bit of momentum going, but still not a lot. Dallas will go back on the penalty kill. Marchment takes a tripping call on Benning. Uh, they do take care of business, and there's no San Jose shots on that power play. So great job by the penalty kill for Dallas. Robertson has a backhand chance, a minute remaining, and then Sagan has a great individual effort with about 12 seconds remaining, and that ends the first period. Story of the first period for me, James, was San Jose was the better team, especially at five-on-five, five. but there was this four, there was four uh, instances where there were penalties in that first period, And Dallas just won the special teams battle
2: yeah every single one of them too it wasn't it wasn't for a second of those any of the penalties that I thought that we were the worst team we we beat them solidly on the penalty kill and we destroyed them on the power play
1: so at that point uh they go into the second intermission and right at the beginning of the second period Josh and Razor highlight Sagan. He's got four goals in the last six games, so he's starting to heat up a little bit, and let's hope that continues for Sagan. And at 1745, there's a really good shift by the bin line. Uh, DeLandria keeps it in, and it allows for a really good opportunity for the Stars in the Ozone. And then uh, Steven Lorenz, who was very noticeable in tonight's game. Other than Barabanov, I thought he was the most noticeable San Jose Shark. He has a shot in the slot area after Lundqvist has an awkward D-zone play. It wasn't necessarily a turnover. It was just a, I think it was a too quick of a pass around. And uh, whoever was on the other side wasn't quite able to handle it uh, cleanly. There's an awkward bounce off the boards in the O-zone for stars. And San Jose has a chance from the high slot right after that. And it's Ferraro with a slap shot, which holy crap, that guy can shoot the puck. Uh, Sveshnikov would have a chance off the rush. There's another San Jose chance after that. Uh, Benning with a really big hit on Sagan. lundquist has a shot, and a, Delandria has a redirection chance. Hurdle hits the post at 12:17, and it's just Suter getting beat on the board battles. And it—I don't know what we need to do to kind of help Ryan Suter out there, but it's obvious that he's just a step slow. And he needs some help when it comes to those sort of plays. Because we've seen that a lot recently. Is, is that something you've noticed as well? Or in, if there is something you can do, what do the Stars do to help him out?
2: I mean, yeah, he's kind of an old man. I wish he would just be further back. I mean, that's the only thing you can really tell him to do. And Hockenbaugh is kind of just hitting whoever he sees, which is, that's what I want Hockenbaugh to do. So, Or I guess Miller's playing on that line now so it's Miller and suitor so Miller probably should be getting back to help him he's he's kind of fast so maybe maybe you flip that around you let suitor stay up more and you try to have Miller play more back I don't know not sure
1: well anyways right after that uh shot off the post by hurdle Lindblom former Philadelphia Flyer he scores as the first man to the cheese aka he gets the rebound and he puts it backhand so it was just a simple play. And it's again, it's one of those plays that we've talked about that the stars have pretty much gotten rid of out of their game. It's when there's these shots from the point that either get blocked or otter makes or whoever makes a save right off the bat. And it's just a second opportunity. And that's the only time they that they get beaten tonight's game off of that chance. Yeah.
2: And Lundquist lost his man a little there. It was also just a good angle from the forward. He skates right up next to his to his other forward that's there, and it pinches Lundqvist off of him. So it's 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 not a pick because everyone's kind of skating around there, and he purposely skates. He's skating straight to the puck still. I mean, you can't say much about it. It was just it, it's a it's a great play from him, and he he takes advantage and makes a good shot too.
1: So at that point, it's two to two, and honestly for me james i i still thought that san jose should have been up with the way they were playing they were still the better team through 30 minutes at this point and mm-hmm. the shots kind of show with this with a 16 to 11 margin for san jose yeah. so but, I, mean, but, is, I mean is that fair or no we
2: we've seen much much worse shot differentials and normally when a team is dominating that's that's what it is but i mean most of san jose they were controlling the puck a lot tonight honestly they did they looked better than us but they weren't getting the same chances they don't have the same offense that most teams have and that's why they're not doing good this season because they can have the puck the whole game and obviously as shown tonight they just don't score that much
1: however right after that olofsson with probably one of the prettiest plays you will ever see he gets his first career goal off of a brilliant pl- pass, if I if I can talk correctly, from Pavelski, and it was a great response by the Dallas Stars after that San Jose goal. Absolute perfect timing, and he puts Dallas up three to two at this point, and Dallas wouldn't look back after that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you that's the Sharks turning it over right on their defensive blue line. You can't do that. Th- those give lead to very good opportunities for the other team most of the time. And the stars set it up perfectly. Uh, I think Foxa actually ha- should have a lot more credit on this play, too. He drops it to Pavelski, but he's, he also screens the dude who Pavelski has to pass through, essentially. Like, if the dude can see where Pavelski is passing it, he's blocking that pass, but he can't see the puck at all. So... It's it's a great positional play from Foxa, uh, and it's an even it's an even better pass from Pavelski, regardless. And Olofsson knows, hey, that dude's really good. I'm gonna put my stick on the ice. <laughs> Keeps his stick on the ice and shovels it in. It's a great goal.
1: So we have to answer this question because it, it, it's going to come up here in the next couple of days with a day off tomorrow for the Stars. Does Olufsen stay in the lineup? Even if Geryanov comes back, I don't think that – I'm sorry. Olufsen has looked really, really good. And I know some people are saying, oh, elevate him in the lineup. He's looked really good on that fourth line. What's the problem in just keeping those four lines together? And I don't see him getting sent back down to the Texas Stars based off of the way he's played in these three games. Uh, What do you think? Do you think he stays in the lineup even if Geryanov comes back?
2: I think he stays in the lineup, but the second he starts, he starts to falter. We will pull him out and put Gurry back in. It's not even. It's not even going to be a question. It's you, you. have to keep playing good to stay in the spot right now. And that that that's even true for Gurionov too, because if Gurry comes in and he's not playing good either, it's good, we're just going to get another person from the AHL and try him. I mean, it, at this point, it, it's really it's a spot that you have to play for it is not a guaranteed spot at all that is a revolving door and i think it's going to be that way the rest of the season unless we see like a two or three week spam where a player is just doing that much better
1: i would argue that olofsson has been that and if he continues to be like that I mean, over the next couple of weeks that could be that could be the answer that we talked been talking yes. about like oh the stars need another top six forward well maybe not maybe yeah. oh i mean i'm not saying olafson is the top six forward but it, it seems like he's that answer that can kind of fill in on that fourth line so that that second line can continue to do their thing and the second line hasn't looked bad either i mean all four lines have been really really good and really solid both ways offensively and defensively
2: yeah and so. i i think the most important thing is that we've only seen 3 games from him so far which like yes he's been great in all three games and he scores in this one yes he has to keep it up it doesn't it does not matter he has to keep it up
1: well anyways after that goal credit to the american Airlines center there was a i think that was the biggest cheer i've heard in months for anything for allison especially with him yeah. getting his first career nhl goal mm-hmm. and it was Bonkers at the American yeah. Airlines Center tonight, which is not, which is very normal for the New Year's Eve game.
2: Yeah. And it that, uh, selling from Olsen was awesome. He
1: just he stares right at the person
2: in the crowd and just screams at the top of his lungs and shakes his hand. That's so exciting, dude.
1: And then after that, though, uh, Lorenz was al- completely alone in front and he shoots high. So again, Lorenz making himself known. Dallas will go back on the power play. Thank you to Laurence for hooking and on that power play it was the only power play that wasn't, you know, cashing in for the stars at this point, but it's not for a lack of chances. There, there were yeah. a bunch of chances. Yeah. It was Miro, thought, it was Robo, it was Ben, and somehow the, the San Jose Sharks kill it off.
2: Yeah, I thought that was the most dangerous power play. <laughs> we didn't score on it. So it was really, really crazy to me when I was watching. I was like, how did we not score on it?
1: Well, it was, there was there is no deflections. That's why we didn't score on it. <laughs> the Joe Pavelski effect. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they do kill it off, but they had a lot of chances, like I said. Uh, Kiwi would have a good shot, and there was a big rebound off of Reimer, but there was nobody there for Dallas to get it. It was just a great shift by the first by the fourth line, excuse me, to end the second period. And great second period overall for the Dallas Stars. Uh San Jose, I still thought was the better team when it was five on five, but because of the Olison goal, which was a huge goal, it was at the perfect time. They're able to go into the intermission up three to two and Dallas is absolutely perfect when they have a lead going into the third period. So what did you think overall of the second period, James?
2: I thought the second period honestly was a lot better than the first period, specifically we just we just held it tight the whole time. It wasn't it didn't feel like the sharks had full control of that period until like a power play. Which still, when we got the power play, we looked much better. But we 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 didn't let it get away from us. It felt like there there were a couple of breakdowns. Otter was there for him. Is fine period, and and we we end up still being able to hold the lead going into the third.
1: So, going into the third, Dallas had the last nine shots of that second period. So, you can kind of see that after that Olufsen goal, it really kind of pushed the momentum in Dallas's favor. In the first minute of the third, however, Baraban off again. He's there. He has a chance in tight. Sagan had a chance on a broken play, and then there was a really good pressure opportunity by the Sagan line, and it continued on throughout the third period. Pavelski had a rebound chance that goes straight over the top. And then I wrote within the first five minutes that Dallas is spending a lot more time in the O-zone in the third period than they had in the previous two periods. So that's exactly what you want to see. This is exactly what we've been talking about all season that has been different than the bonus system is the fact that the stars spend offensive zone time, even though they have the lead, James, what, what did you think of the first five minutes? Is that, is that something you noticed it, as well?
2: It definitely didn't look super dangerous, but we weren't playing in our own end, so it's not dangerous for us. So dangerous for neither team when you're up a goal is great.
1: Right after that, Marchment would get punched in the face by Megna. There's no call on that. And then, of course, Marchment ends up taking a penalty because he gets frustrated. Dallas goes on the penalty kill. Bear would have a chance during that power play for the San Jose Sharks. Really good save by Otter and a really good D zone play by Hawk and Paw during that play. The Stars kill it off, and then there was a good D play by Vlasic. It could have been a three on one for Dallas, but Marc Andre Vlasic takes care of that. Olofsson again makes his presence known. He has a rebound chance. Marchman has a chance. Ben has a chance within a two minute period from about the 12 minute mark to the 10 minute mark. At the 10 minute mark, Dallas presses for a really long ozone shift time by the first line and also by the second line. So both of those top two lines getting their Ozone time in there. Uh, it would continue for about a minute and a half until Reimer sends it up to the rafters. And then about at 9.45, Delandria has a great shot. Otter makes a gargantuan save on Gajevic, which that could have been a big difference in the game. So again, we, something that we've neglected to mention recently, even though we have mentioned it, is how good Ottinger has played in the past three weeks after kind of struggling semi. Not really playing bad, just being average. He's been fantastic the last three weeks, James.
2: Yeah, absolutely amazing.
1: Hey, hockey fans. Light the lamp this winter with DraftKeen Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. (laughs) So after that, Dallas would go on the penalty kill. Kiviranta for tripping on Meyer. So really big opportunity for San Jose, and they get nothing absolutely nothing and it actually instead leads to ropey hence getting the insurance marker he goes five hole on james reimer ben sets it up it's a five hole goal eight game point streak eight game point streak excuse me for ben and hence has his 11th goal of december and it's tied for fourth in the nhl in that category so just great play overall, gets the insurance marker, and that right there is the dagger in the heart for the San Jose Sharks.
2: Yeah. Ben was just wrestling that puck away on the boards. Finally, finally gets it. Kind it of kind kind of lucky that he whacks it to the middle of the ice. I'm sure he wasn't intending to do that. But regardless, hints is there. And when you're on, you're on. It goes five hole
1: and it's in. San Jose takes a timeout. With less than two minutes remaining, Meyer would get a chance off the ensuing faceoff, but then Lindell puts it away with the empty net goal. And the only way that Essa Lindell will score goals (laughs) is in the empty net. But nonetheless, from two hundred feet away, yes. Nonetheless, (laughs) Dallas gets the win tonight. It's a five to two win for them. James, what's there's so many good storylines to end out the 2022 year, but what's the biggest one for you? taking out of this game
2: i mean it's just special teams man they they the power play has been on and the penalty kill has been on for the past two weeks and that's how we're winning our games right now like every single one we had we had three goals in montreal to save that game we had one goal against the preds we had two against the minnesota wild we had two two last night and or two nights ago and two tonight it's just like it's It's been absolutely insane from the power play and penalty kill.
1: Let's do a quick shout out to all DFW sports teams for that matter. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Mavs are doing fantastic. The Cowboys are taking care of business when they need to. They win this past weekend Um, on top of uh, numerous other things happening. I mean, TCU wins their, their game today. Number three seed being the number two seed good for them. So we'll see them in the national championship game here in a week or so. I mean, it, it's just a fun time to not just be a Dallas sports fan, but to be or a Dallas stars fan, but to be a DFW sports fan overall. Everybody is doing well right now.
2: Yeah, it's been really, it, it's really cool to see because most of the time we talk about how all our teams are just kind of mediocre and they like to sit just in the middle of the pack. And this year, all of them are, have been outstanding.
1: I mean, you could even look at the Texas Stars down in the AHL. They are doing fantastic. And and the head coach for the Texas Stars was actually selected to serve as the head coach for the Western Conference All-Star team. So that right there, again, shows you, I mean, it's just a fun time to be a Dallas sports fan right now. And with that win tonight, the Dallas Stars, like you mentioned, James, you told me this as you were listening to the broadcast before we came on, they are 27-3. and on New Year's Eve. And that's throughout the duration. That's during the Dark Ages. That's during the Lenny ruff era. That's during all these other coaches. So stars on that's New during, Year's Eve have been
2: yeah and that dates back all the way through the North stars too. I mean that's been a franchise thing. It, it's it's crazy that you can have that good of a record on one specific day. <laughs>
1: And just because it's a fun night and we're getting pretty close to the end of 2022, please consider calling in 214 586 0102. We'll take your calls here in just a second. Once again, that's 214 586 0102. And what we want to know is what is your favorite memory, Dallas Stars memory of 2022? I have one. I haven't asked James about his yet, but I'll give him a little bit of an opportunity to know think it. about it. Oh, you've already got it. I already, okay. No, I already got well, mine. All right. But before we ask that question, James, who is the biggest winner and the biggest loser in tonight's game, in your opinion?
2: Okay. I'm going to go biggest winner first. Biggest winner is Jake Gottinger because he has been absolutely outstanding. He kind of, he kind of missed the first goal, honestly, like he, he, he probably should have had that one. It's a weird shot, whatever. But even with that in the last nine games eight of them he has allowed two or fewer goals so the only game where he has allowed more than two goals was the oilers game he has been absolutely amazing
1: and then with that who is your biggest loser in tonight's game
2: my biggest loser is the sharks uh special teams i mean there's are supposed to be the best penalty kill in the league and we absolutely destroyed them three two for three tonight and honestly could have been 3 for 3 and and they gave up a shorthanded goal that's that their special teams lost them the game i and it's a little bit of luck on the stars part too because of the Robertson goal but regardless you're the biggest loser i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i i got to agree with you cuz that was my choice as well for the biggest loser was the san jose sharks special teams which I mean, you got to give them credit for how their penalty, penalty kill has done overall for the, for the season. It, I mean, they're first in the league. I mean, that's kind of crazy to consider that they're one of the worst teams in the NHL, yet they are first on the penalty kill, and that's something they can look at and be happy about and be positive about. But tonight, they got completely throttled. Uh, just like you said, two power play goals, a shorthanded goal. And if it wasn't four special teams, then the – I mean, man, maybe San Jose wins this game tonight. I I, I don't know, but no, it, without I, special teams I mean, kind of screwing them over, they would have won.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think the Sharks would have won if special teams were not a factor in this game. I mean, that's how they, they kind of won the first game too. We had one power play in the first meeting with these two teams, and we lost five to four.
1: All right, and another quick reminder, if you want to call in and, and tell us your favorite mem- star's memory from 2022, you got that opportunity. Now, It's you can call the number down at the bottom of the screens: 214-586-0102. Now, we're going to get to our favorite moments of 2022, James. What is your favorite Dallas Stars moment of 2022? Okay, so I have an in-person favorite moment and then
2: an actual like overall favorite moment. My in-person favorite moment was being able to go to game four of the playoff series between the Stars and the Flames. That was so much fun. My actual favorite moment from the whole year was back when in March, early, early March, when Robertson had the back-to-back hat tricks against Minnesota and in Winnipeg. And specifically the last goal against Winnipeg was absolutely amazing because, because it shoots out on three on three and he, he knows he has to go for it. He's completely gassed. He's been out for like two minutes already, but he knows he has to go for it. He skates all the way down, makes the goal falls over into the boards and just stays there. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) amazing. That is still my favorite celebration for, from a, for a very long time, even through the bubble playoffs, I think, with all of Radulov's great goals that he had, and he's great at celebrating too. But just just laying down and being absolutely exhausted after scoring back-to-back hat tricks was just, that was something else for me.
1: That's a good one. Uh, For me, it's not one particular moment, but I guess you could say it's one game. And for me, it's got to be Jake Ottinger game seven against the calgary flames I, I i am not joking when i say this and we've seen so many incredible feats by dallas goaltenders in the playoffs you go back to the the time when marty turco is one of the few goalies in nhl history who had three shutouts in a series and still ends up losing it i still think that this goaltending duel now it's not even a duel it was all ottinger he was the better goalie throughout that is the greatest moment by a Dallas Stars goalie in franchise history. And it's going to be really hard to be get beat. And especially in game seven. When he get when Johnny Goudreau scores that goal to put the flames over, he he looks completely dumbfounded. Just that, that he lost. He he looks dumbfounded that the game is over. Because he's like, I, I can't believe I played like this and we didn't win, which I think we were all like that. But yeah. it, that is my favorite moment of 2022. And that's when he came out. That was his coming out party. He becomes a household name in the NHL. Everybody knows his name at that point, And they continue to know his name because of that playoff series.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why I thought going even to game four. I mean, game four, it's not even like an influential game as much as like game five or three. It's an even number game. It's game four of the playoff series. It, he was spectacular the entire series. The stars sucked in game four. They did, they were awful. It was not fun to watch the stars have the puck ever, but every time that the flames were in our zone, it was like, dude, they're not scoring. <laughs> we got honor in that there's no way it was absolutely the most fun thing ever
1: yep and and with that i'm gonna go ahead and bring on the caller because and i appreciate you waiting he's been waiting or she's been waiting for almost three and a half minutes now so hello caller tell us your name and then tell us what your favorite memory of 2022 has been for dallas stars
0: uh, hey, guys, it's Brandon from Dallas. Uh, shout out to uh, Ardell and Eric Hazoff for the game. It was a great game tonight at the AAC. Um, <clears throat> I got to say, I think uh, this year, if we're going back all the way to the beginning of the year, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the watching the back-to-back games where Jason Robertson scored hat tricks, I believe one was mm-hmm. against the Wild and the other was against the Jets when was the last time we really saw that from a stars player it it was phenomenal and now we're seeing the full evolution of jason robertson as a player and potentially you know someone who other than miro haskin and i could see leading the team as the future captain of the of this of this organization
1: yeah i agree and and that was james's too he was mentioning that it it's just a fantastic thing to have a great player like Jason Robertson. And the fact that he just kind of exploded on the scene, like we knew that he was pretty good. We knew that he had kind of torn up the OHL in Canada and he had done great things with his team up there, but to come here to Dallas and really kind of shine and especially that top line with and Pavelski, it's been the best line in hockey for a good portion of two years. I mean, it, it, it's been fantastic. And I, again, like I said, it's a great time to be a Dallas star sports fan right now, because the the, the team just looks excellent. It, and it this year feels different than many years past, in my opinion. And he's a big part of that. Jason Robertson is. Yeah. And
2: the, the back-to-back, the back-to-back hat tricks is not just like, not just special from just a team standpoint. That's special from a league standpoint that like doesn't happen with anyone. super rare
0: yes yes yeah and uh i think overall overall like for me this year um best hockey moment for me was a personal one i took my wife down to see the Texas stars play down in a cedar park and uh for her birthday dobby gave her his uh his game used stick so that for for her that was a big thing and, and i was i was happy i got to do that for my wife but i mean just looking at the Texas Stars, which uh, I've been following a lot recently, they're killing it down in the AHL. I mean, um, <clears throat> Carroll's look good. Bork's look good. Uh, Damian's look good. Uh, Peterson's been, been great. Gleason's looking good down there. Blumel is too. Uh, Dobby and Murray solid in the net. It, it's fun to watch and, and just can't wait for the next few seasons.
1: Yeah. And, and thanks again, Brandon, for calling in. We appreciate you man for, uh, letting us know your favorite memories and that, that's a good point. I mean, the, the depth at that we have at the AHL level is ridiculous, James, and it, it's just so much fun to kind of watch this team. And, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll hold on for just a couple more minutes to see if anybody else calls in, but, uh, James. To, to kind of close out 2022 w- what are you most excited for going into 2023 the playoffs <laughs> yeah man I don't yeah. have to say anything
2: else dude I especially the way the past nine games have gone I am so excited dude this team has stopped scoring as much and is winning as much if not more it, it is looking so good we're top 10 in every division or every like stats to stats, team stat. It's it's so cool to just go on the NHL app and you look at all the team stats and the stars are always there. It's so much fun.
1: And it again, this feels different. That this feels different. That this team feels completely different than any other team that I've that we've seen, including that bubble run. We had no idea that that bubble run was going to come the way that it did. This is a full team straight up and down the lineup, lines one through four. The defense has looked incredible. Ottinger has been good. Wedgwood as a backup has been excellent. We have depth at every single position throughout the organization. There, I mean, people are like – there's basically like a line. There's so many guys in the AHL that probably should be in the NHL, and yet there's just no room for them because, I mean, the stars are just absolutely loaded at – Every single position. Hence is here for a long time. Uh, Robo is here for the good portion of four years now. Pavelski has signed an extension for the rest of this year, and he continues to defy uh, father time and everything like that. It, I'm just having so much fun right now. <laughs> yeah, it- it's, I'm not. Just... I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to jinx us. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. And I'm. I'm not just not gonna jinx it. But yeah. James, it, go ahead. Sorry.
2: It's so much fun because you're seeing you're seeing Ben and Sagan start to come back too. I mean, Ben has been good since November, and Sagan's starting to come back in this month too. He's been a lot, lot better than he was in November, honestly. And a lot of that comes from the second power play unit starting to going again, and he actually has other players that are good at passing but regardless of that it's 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 really fun because it's not just the top line anymore for two years we have seen just robertson hence and pavelski carry this team and score more goals than everyone else on the team combined that's not happening anymore it's the whole team the whole team is playing the whole team is scoring and and the whole team is playing defense too honestly it, it's been so much fun to watch
1: this team deserves to be first in the West right now. They absolutely 100% deserve to be first in the West. And as critical as we've been, especially me, at, at numerous players, especially Ryan Suter, for example, he's looked better over – not great, but he's looked better over the course of the last couple of weeks. Um, Wyatt Johnson is coming into his own. Frederick Olison comes up and in three games has looked excellent. Luke Lindenning and Radek Fox say, yes, Foxa may be overpaid he's still doing an absolute fantastic job he's getting some power play time but i mean we're winning in face-offs i mean everything everything culminated right now like you've said james we're top 10 in every single statistical category offense defense goaltending you name it and i'm so excited for the playoffs i'm so excited for the playoffs to see what this team can do so okay i i think that's it we got to go watch the ball drop in uh in new york city so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here tonight with no more calls but james anything else we need to mention before we wrap it up tonight uh yeah happy merry new year's eve happy merry (laughs) new year's eve happy new year to everybody out there again we appreciate all the things that you guys have done uh looking back over the course of the last two and a half years y'all have done some amazing things for us we are, we're continuing to grow. There's lots of good things that are going to be happening in 2023. We're excited to share those with y'all here over the course of the next upcoming months. And once again, go and check out StorcasticalMarksShop.com for all the merch options. That's the best way to support us. Go out and check our website as well, Uh I wish Chris was here tonight, but obviously he's a little busy with some other things, <laughs> but once again, we appreciate you guys and everything that y'all have done. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about this podcast. We'd appreciate any five-star reviews you'd leave us anywhere. You listen to your podcasts. And once again, along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side for the last time in 2022, we will be back with you guys on uh Monday, I guess it is on Monday and. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you guys are listening. So since Chris is not here, James, you're going to have to say it off for us as we hang it up for 2022.
2: GG, boys.
0: See you guys later. Happy New Year.